Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I'm joined by Michael Solis, our children's director, and Ryan Plants, our senior pastor Hello. and speaker from Sunday. So if you were not here on Sunday, you might not be aware we started a new series that we are calling Better Together. Yeah, um, that's right. We ended... Uh, summer on the Mount, because summer is officially over. We're done with it. We're moving on. We're in the fall. Yeah, so, we're jumping the gun, you know? We yeah. might not want to do fall off the Mount. No, no, not fall off the Mount. That would not be no, good. And, no. you know, fall might not really technically start for another week, but, you know, mm-hmm. we're just, we want to get on it. Well, yeah. we're proactive. Yes. We are go-getters. We are going to bring it in early. That's right. So um, we started this new series called Better Together. Um, uh, it's, it's typical for us on the podcast when we start a new series to just hear... Um, a little elevator pitch on what the series is about. So Ryan, would you do the honors of just kind of describing what you wanted to communicate um, to the church body through this series? Yeah. uh, Better together. I think our hope is that um, we would have a renewed conviction that we are truly better together, that life isn't better in isolation, but it's better lived with other people and uh, who better than the people that God has gathered us together here at Arbor. Mm. And this is coming off of um, a series, Summer on the Mount, which was um, this cool series that we got to do where we got to just look at what Jesus said in one of his most famous sermons. Um, And then we talked about how it's kind of meta that we're creating a sermon on a sermon. sermon, Um, But we went from, and this is going to lead into the next question of what do you prefer uh, preaching on, of we went from a very easy topic, right? Of this is what Jesus is teaching to now more of a topical, we're talking about themes, less of Mm -hmm. like, here's what Jesus said. Now let's apply it to our lives. What do you prefer to do? Are you more in the realm of, I love to just take some scripture, expound on it and go for it. Or here's a pointed idea that we're looking towards and let's talk about that. Yeah. I prefer, I prefer jumping off of a text and using a text first and going from that. Um, and uh, moving forward, um, I think it's 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 an easier work at first because mm-hmm. you're really just trying to wrestle with the text and what's mm-hmm. the message of the text and you want your message of the message to be the message of the text. Yes. Uh, but that's not to say that I think it's a better or more valuable teaching yeah. than addressing a specific topic. I just think, honestly, uh, addressing a specific topic just requires more work to ensure that yeah. the message you're saying is the message of, of what God would want communicated mm-hmm. through his word. Not the message I want to say. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's a lot easier to fall into that trap. You can fall into that trap on both sides though. Mm -hmm. Well, which is interesting because we, um, we divide these messages into like two schools and there's topical and there's Mm -hmm. exegetical. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just got out of an exegetical series on Jesus who was sharing a topical message. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now we're into this topical series. Uh-huh. Um, and you kind of described why it was so important, but was there anything you coming into Arbor two months ago um, and hearing from us as a staff where we're kind of at, where we feel like the congregation, what they're feeling and going through mm-hmm. that made this a very deliberate decision of, I think that we need to hop into this series. Yeah. I think, I think with the fall comes, um, restarting of so many things, right? Kids Mm -hmm. sports, kids school, um, work takes on a new level of intensity after coming out of that sort of summer kind of season. And so uh, naturally with the church, we want to, um, 
work together and work with where everyone's mm-hmm. at. And so we kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Summer, people are traveling. Naturally, the weather's nicer out. And so we want to kind of ramp things up. And I think this is uh, a new and exciting season for our church. And we've seen a lot of new faces. And, you know, my hope is that for those who have been faithful with Arbor over mm-hmm. these last few years, that there would be a re- reinvigorated sense that, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm committing mm-hmm. further to what God has for me here at this church. And for those who are new, uh, providing uh, an opportunity for them to jump in and yeah. jump on uh, mm-hmm. what God's doing here. Yeah. And, and what's interesting about uh, just the first week that we've gotten into of Better Together is after the, the message we had, um, sorry for all those online only people, but we had some connective time in yeah. the, mm-hmm. um, the lobby. And I think that that's, I, I don't, I don't think there's many people out there that would disagree that life is better with people in community. Um, but one of the hardest things to do is to actually get into community, right? They say once you get out of college or even high school, it becomes a lot more challenging to find friends, to find people that you're going to do life with. And I I appreciated the fact that we kind of took away some of the awkwardness and some of the, the difficult on ramp by having, um, like we kind of bribed the congregation with donuts of like, if you want to come, if you want to get a hey, donut, whatever it come, takes, yeah, right? Exactly. Whatever it takes, right? But that, I mean, that's the challenging part. I don't think that it's necessarily a laziness or complacency thing. It's just kind of challenging to sure. get ingrained into a community, right? Yeah. Well, it's something that, yeah, like you said, it really does come natural to mm-hmm. most people as they're navigating elementary, high yeah. school, if they get to go to college, that sort of environment. But mm-hmm. as you get older and uh, work takes up more of your life, you, yeah. for those people who have families and spouses and children, yeah. um, it becomes difficult to plug in and, and do life together yeah. with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And I think over the last few years, um, it's been harder as we've kind of had to be in isolation. Yeah. But um, like you said, Hayden, I think we long for this. Our Mm -hmm. hearts deep down inside, we really long for this. Yeah. But the same thing that we long for is the same thing that has burned us or hurt us in the past. And so there Mm -hmm. is a sense of, Lord, I'm going to trust that this is your plan. This is is how you've set things up. And I'm going to step back into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did either of you guys notice a change in you after the isolation? I know for me... I almost had to, I felt like I needed to relearn how to connect with people again. Mm. Like, oh yeah, I, this is where I ask you questions. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, for me, like I, I love interpersonal connection and I, I am extroverted by nature. Like I love being around people, but I am awful at small talk and getting to know people. Mm. So for me, I noticed there was a lot of people struggling after isolation mm. And it was like, this is awesome. Like, I'm not the, the sore thumb in the lobby. Like, everyone yeah. sucks at small talk now and, like, opening <laughs> conversation. But, no, I, I did, like, I noticed it for myself. Um, and I noticed it for other people that I think we do kind of struggle after isolation, the connection again. And I think also it's that, um, you know, breaking the rust off the gears of, like, we've just been isolated and now it's like we're exercising that new muscle of like, okay, we got to get back into community and and figure out a way to do this again. Yeah. And I think um, getting back into community has been the thing that I've really longed for mm-hmm. for myself um, out of COVID. 
um, finding a, a group of people to really engage with and do life with. And so I'm hoping that that's something that as we have just moved here, we find here, uh, but that other people who are getting involved or who are, have been a part mm -hmm. of Arbor and have sort of seen that fade away over the last couple of years, they, they see that be a thing that they're able to um, uh, reincorporate into their lives. Mm -hmm. What I appreciated about the message yesterday was um, I think you did a great job of outlining um, how community, church, whatever size or group of people you want to put together, mm -hmm. it truly is, it's a symbiotic relationship, right? Yeah. We as a church, we as a, I guess I'll pull it back farther, but we as a staff, like we can only get so much done um, without the help of volunteers and people, right? And the the church can only take so much in terms of growth and being able to accomplish goals without also serving as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think you did an, a good job of using, um, the scripture where it talks about the body and, um, how we all have a purpose, but I think it's, it's helpful for us as we are growing again and we're, we're seeing more people come through the doors that it's a reminder for some people, if you are tired, take the, take the rest, get recovered. But also like this is, this is a mutually um, involved act that we're doing oh, on a Sunday through, you know, Sunday through Sunday. It has to be both sides, right? It has to be the staff. We have been selected as leadership to help with this, but we need the help. And so do your brothers and sisters that you're sitting next to that might need the break. And I think that that's something that we're all going to have to relearn as we get back into community and we have groups going and Sunday mornings and every sort of programming there needs to be the reminder of we have to do this together and we all are beneficial. Um, when did you land on kind of sinking into that piece of scripture? I think we briefly talked about it as a staff. Um, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do here on staff is um, uh, in, in um, about a couple weeks out, look at what that uh, teaching is going to be on yeah. Sunday and really brainstorm and talk through um, from sort of a multifaceted perspective rather than just the teacher yeah. sort of in a cave on their own trying to figure that out as a team. Mm -hmm really kind of creatively think through where, where are we at as a, as a people, as a community and yeah. what do we need to hear? And I believe at, at one of the meetings, uh, someone brought up first Corinthians chapter 12 mm -hmm. yeah. and, um, I, I was thinking about Jesus and the, the feet washing yeah. scene. Uh, but I thought that as I kind of read about those more, um, that first Corinthians passage just really seemed to be, um, just a really wonderful passage that explains our yeah. mutuality and interdependence, but also in a way that is like, Paul kind of sets it up. I mean, we talked about like yeah. a sermon on a sermon with Jesus and teaching about that, but like here you have like this really cool word picture of yeah. our church, a local church being a body. Mm -hmm. And that I think is a, is a really just interesting picture yeah. to just explore, yeah. you know? I loved that illustration. And, and I actually even got to thinking about I feel like I've been involved in church bodies before where you got a lot more hands than feet mm. kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah. uh, to give an, an, an idea of what my brain was doing as you were unpacking that. And I could totally see how it's like, well, hey, I'm another hand. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm, I'm one of the yeah. more important parts here kind of mm -hmm. thing. But as you kept going, hearing how Paul talked about, no, those those if you will, feet in this example, mm -hmm. who are, there are less of them. They're, they're even more important because of this. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you need those if you're going to be moving anyway. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. And so. I think it was less about, um, uh, Paul's, I think emphasis is not so much about uniformity 
mm-hmm. everyone being the same. But this idea that like we really are unique in mm-hmm. our gifting and our personality and our passions. Yeah. And it's a blessing when we can come together and enjoy the gift of other people's gifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're for, is they're gifts. And they're not just gifts for us. In fact, I actually think their primary purpose is to be used to give to other people. And that's when we really begin to find that blessing that Jesus talks about in John 13, when he says, if you understand these things and do them, you will be blessed. Yeah. Uh, because it is it is truly a blessing to be a blessing to other people yeah. with the gifts that God's given us. Yeah. Do you think with regard to specifically serving, because uh, I know better together is, is our current theme, mm-hmm. yeah. but if we were to land on serving, do you think that we could it be possible to unpack this for even more weeks? Because as you're saying that, I'm thinking... Gosh, it'd be great to find ways to help people even identify maybe gifts they don't even have yet. Oh, absolutely. I could see us doing a series at some point down the road, mm-hmm. maybe even at the turn of the year, yeah. um, unpacking like identity and and God's mm-hmm. unique calling on our lives and how yeah. to discern that um, and how to step into that and be obedient to that call. That's yeah, awesome. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, just for some context on this uh particular text when we're referring to the body. In your research and your reading through of this, Ryan, um, very common, especially in that letter, but in Paul's writing to either bring new learning or what he's saying can be corrective or pointed. Mm -hmm. So when he's talking about the different identities that we have serving in the church, in your reading, was this more pointing out hey, the church in Corinth, you guys aren't doing this right? Or is this more of like, hey, in case you guys didn't understand? <laughs> oh, I think it was in the church in Corinth, he was correcting yeah. their understanding that certain body parts, quote unquote, yep. were more valuable. Yep. And I don't think it's that we are to find out like what body part am I? Yeah. Like I, that's not the point, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah. I think it's easy to, to be like, well, we need to be the feet of Jesus. Yep. Or we need, but like, it's, that's not the point. The point no. is, is the diver, the unity among, yeah. within the diversity. Yeah. And, and that's the idea. And, and the, um, the interdependence amongst yeah. the diversity. And so I do think it was, um, yeah, it was a problem. It was a problem yeah. because there were certain kind of showier gifts mm-hmm. yeah. that people had in, in the church in Corinth mm-hmm. that were elevated as more mm-hmm. important than other gifts, like perhaps the gift of like faith and yeah. prayer and ser- and just humble service and, mm-hmm. um, and helping others and hospitality. Yeah. These were not the gifts that were supposedly elevated yeah. in the church in Corinth. They mm-hmm. were the showier gifts, the more the gifts that, you know, they said, yeah. well, if you if you were, you know, really a spiritually mature Christian, you would be doing these things. Mm-hmm. And so I get why you're doing those things down there because you're not at our level yet. Yeah. And so yeah, it was corrective in the sense that no, like just because this gift is mm-hmm. flashier in display does not mean it is more essential than yeah. some of these smaller gifts. It's uh it's interesting to think about do you feel like that came into your message at all? Like some of the correctiveness, did you feel that there was any intentional correction of not necessarily Arbor cause you obviously are new here, mm-hmm. but just where we're at as a church in the 21st century of, do you think that that's an attitude that we have of like, if you're on stage, that's the flashier type of service. But if you're cleaning bathrooms or, pointing people where to park, maybe that's less flashy. Do you think that's something that we struggle with today? I think it's something something definitely worth exploring because I do think that um, there... we are people who naturally create hierarchies yeah. in our minds and in our hearts. <laughs> yep. Like that's just who we are yep. as people. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do that. We're going mm-hmm. to value the individual who 
preaches probably in our mm. own minds yeah. more than the person who's helping out in the nursery. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not endorsing that. I'm yeah. just saying like we fall into this trap so easily, mm-hmm. um, but everyone is essential. And I, and I yeah. think that um, I didn't spend a lot of time providing that kind of correction in that mm-hmm. because I do think that um, oftentimes people, we come into a church and we think, well, they've, they've already got all the things figured yeah. out. They don't need me. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing I wanted to correct. Mm-hmm. Was that like I mean Arbor's not a big church. Even mm-hmm. if you attend a really big church, if the Lord has allowed that thing to yeah. kind of be the size that it is, and you feel called to be a part of that body, you have a role to play in that body. Totally. Yeah, you know, yeah. same thing here at Arbor. You know, yeah. if you're if you're coming and you're and you're you know exploring being a part of our church. You have a role to play if God's mm-hmm. calling you here. You yeah. know, all, all the spots aren't filled. And and one thing I, I really wanted to try to make clear, and I'm not sure it was entirely clear, yeah. was, you know, we had that kind of gathering, that connect time afterward, mm-hmm. and you could get involved in kids ministry or our yeah. worship, media, tech, yeah. hospitality, all those things. I really wanted to make clear, like, if nothing seems to be clicking and there's mm-hmm. another passion inside of you mm-hmm. to do something else yeah. and bless this body with your gifts, then... Let's figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Let's explore that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What was interesting yesterday um, is I had a um, a worship team volunteer come up to me and they wanted to chat with me because they found your message challenging to them or at least um, something went off inside of them. And they had said, I feel bad because when I am on the worship team, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like... I'm making coffee or I'm putting signs out. Like it's easy for me and it's fun for me. And I, after today's message, I kind of feel bad that like it doesn't feel like work or service. And I was like, <laughs> no, that means like you're in the spot you need to be. Like that is. And if, if they need some more work, send yeah. them my way. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's like for me, if, if I were to be leading a, a kid's lesson at, at Arbor Kids, it would feel like work for me because sure. that's just not my gifting. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not gifted in teaching children. Right. But I imagine there's probably a ton of, of your volunteers, Michael, who they love what they do. Yeah. And like, that's a highlight of their week. And I would say maybe a slight corrective on this is yeah. the, the thing God is going to call us to do to serve other people Yeah, might not always be the thing that we like, fine to be fun. Yes. Yeah. And so I do think that there is something to say about aligning how we serve others in mm-hmm. the local body yep. with our gifting and our talents. Yep. But I, I'm going to go ahead and guess that like Jesus wasn't like preternaturally gifted at washing feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah. My, yep. like he, he seemed to be a pretty good teacher. Yep. Seemed to, seemed to be quite good at healing yep. people and casting out demons and, and, you yep. know, you know, forgiving the world of their yeah. sins. You know what I mean? Like well, some yeah. incredible things. No, cause there's part of this, right? Like there's, there is a part where it's like, I, you're in your wheelhouse mm-hmm. now cause you're yep. serving in a gifting of sorts. Yeah. But then also I think that there are people who, who are totally gifted who yeah. maybe don't love what they're doing that they're gifted yeah. in necessarily. There's a, a piece that, I just like the, the word obedience comes to yeah. mind. Yes. It's like God's asking me to do this. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not even like for the rest of your life. It's for a season. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Well, and I think that in every, um, every 
element of where we serve in a church, there is going to be tasks within that service that we don't enjoy. Like I think about, you know, if you love to cook for people and you are cooking food for them and you watch them smile after the first bite and that's your wheelhouse, like you also have to do the dishes afterwards and you probably don't (laughs) like doing the dishes, right? But that's a part of like, I love playing music, but I hate rapping chords. Like I yeah. wish that I could have someone else just come up and wind yeah. cables for me afterwards. But like that, serve opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you like orderly, tight wounded chords, yeah. I have a place we've for you. We've got a spot for you. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's the truth, right? Like maybe there might be one element of of what you do that you love, but there's always gonna be hard things and things you don't want to do. Um, but that's part of the service, right? It, like we don't I don't have this prima donna worship team where they just come up and play. We have everything set up for them, and then they just leave. There's yep. tasks that we all have to do, right? And that's the same for children's, for parking, for hospitality. Like, it's a good point. And I want to yeah. say to that as well, like, there's something to obedience, and I think you can go too far. Where, like, if you yeah. hate kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want you serving in the kids' yeah. ministry. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, I feel like I need yeah. to be obedient to yep. what Jesus is telling me. I'm like, not if you hate kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is true. So. You should not be white knuckling your way through a Sunday service. That's yes. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we are uh, getting close to wrapping things up. Is there anything else that you guys um, thinking about? I know that Michael typically has some questions. I saw him look at his phone. No, I ju- I just want to say I also love that you brought up Ryan. Um, if you were, if you feel like you're weary because you're in a place where you're waiting, yeah. I love that you said that Mm -hmm. because I've been there myself before. Like it's almost like the sense, I feel like you kind of gave this analogy a little bit earlier. It's like, well, I haven't been working out in a while, which I haven't been working out in a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, you start again, you're not at full strength when you start working out. And there's this like, gosh, it's just, I feel like there's fatigue. So does that mean I'm not ready to serve? Exactly. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. No, just, you got to work that muscle and jump in with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that during our staff meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I think there are plenty of people who are in a spot where they just they need uh, to uh, focus on their interior mm-hmm. life with the Lord and uh, spiritual healing in their hearts yeah. and in their minds. Uh, but I think there are a lot of us who coming out of this season are having to exercise some new muscles. Yeah. And it feels fatiguing, but it's good. Yep. It's, yeah. it's a and and there's a weary there's a weariness in that waiting, and even there's like a fatigue after you jump mm. out of that waiting. And so you know the last thing I would say is I would just just encourage anyone who is a part of our service on Sunday or listen to the sermon and is listening to this now, I would just encourage you again to begin to prayerfully consider joining a team here at Arbor yeah. and serving. Um, obviously there are plenty of spaces where we need you to step up, mm-hmm. but um, this is this is more of a, where has God called you and gifted you? Gifted you? Yeah. Jesus promises, promises us an abundant life. He promises us in John 13 that he will bless us when yeah. we are obedient to this call, when we humble ourselves and serve others. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's our calling as, mm-hmm. you know, people who are set aside, we're vocational ministers, like, you know, it, it might get annoying, but that's yeah. why we're here to remind you <laughs> yeah. to do that because mm-hmm. ultimately like we have to remind ourselves to step up and continue to yeah. step into those roles and be faithful to that because that's what Jesus, that's Jesus best for us. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're called to pursue. Mm-hmm. So my question there would be, if someone decides to enter into this, they're like, I think I'm what you're talking about. We're in the waiting and they jump in and they start serving and, and wait week one, week two, week three comes in. They're like, gosh, I just, I do feel that fatigue you're kind of yeah. talking about. 
what would your advice be to them if they came to you and said, you know, Ryan, I, I just, I, I feel like I haven't broken that fog yet. Yeah. What I would say is, um, you know, you can only really figure that out in community. Mm-hmm. People who know you and people who know your know like where you're at, and and to that extent, I would say this coming week we're going to talk about growing together hey. and the value of being together with other people. That's just not mm-hmm. something that I think we can really discern on our own. We need mm-hmm. other people to be able to help us process and assess and discern mm-hmm. what's going on in our hearts and lives. And those people, I believe, God uses like per that quote I shared from John Ortberg, God uses other people in our lives to help us discern. Yeah. Hey, no, Ron. Ryan, um, you're in a bad space and, and you need to you'd actually be better if you got some counseling and you just mm-hmm. took some time off and sat on the bench and just got restored and, and healed. Or some people will say, no, Ryan, keep pressing forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're doing the right thing. I felt this before. There is mm-hmm. wisdom in counsel around you, especially godly counsel, people who are following after Jesus. Yeah, maybe that's in a group. Maybe that's in some kind of community here Love at Arbor. That. Yeah, I like to say we did not plan that transition. Yeah, Mm-mm. for to next week. I just want to put that out there. That was natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the script says that you shouldn't be saying that right now, so you're accurate <laughs> on that. Yeah. All right, well, I'm gonna get back on the script. So, um, do you guys have uh, anything else before I close it out? No, that that was it. I think it's been a good conversation about you know God's call on our lives to to serve mm-hmm. together. And, um, you know, I'm really excited about this. This coming week, uh, Brian is going to be teaching. Yes, he and, is. And looking forward to hearing um, what God's laid on his heart, uh, talking about growing together. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the follow-up podcast, and we will see you guys next week. 